Of, of course, September 11th is a big day in America, right? We, we remember uh, what happened on September 11th. It's a day that lives in infamy uh, as well. But, but one thing that happened for us was it was the first day seven years ago. Seven years ago was uh, September the 11th was marked the seventh year that Karen and I, today marks, sorry, today, tomorrow marks the, year, the, the seventh year Karen and I are pastors, lead pastors here. So, um, yeah, thank you, thank you. It's, you know, a lot of people didn't know we were gonna get this far, like, I'm not sure we're gonna, the church is gonna make it. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> no, you know, seven years, Karen and I moved over in 24, uh, 2004, 2004, we, and um, some of you, we met you before then, because we used to visit this area and come to conferences here, so we've, we'd been visiting here for years before we actually moved, and Pastor Alan brought us out, uh, some of you have been here that long, and, and we were missions and media pastors. I was missions and media pastor in particular. Karen was helping mostly in children's ministry and in other capacities and doing graphics and, and all of those things. Um, and then when Pastor Allen and, and the Spiegel family um, relocated um, after about 10 years of us being here, they were here 20 years, they reloca relocated and planted a church up in, in Alabama. And of course, Pastor Dane Massey took over for three years and I became the associate pastor. Now, I must tell you, um, I, I felt just a little bit of backstory. Some of, some of you are very new here, so you don't really know this. Um, but as long as I've been in ministry, and I've been in ministry pretty much my whole adult life, after I served in the army, um, and I traveled a little bit, as you know, in Israel and so on, and um, I, I, I went to Bible school, and then I ended up in, you know, going to mission school, etc., and, and ended up in the ministry with Ed, with Ed Elliott for almost 10 years, and then I was with Pastor Alan. I came, I mean, for a little while between that, Corin and I got married, and we founded um, uh, Impact School of Ministry in South Africa, correspondence for, for Dr. Jim Richards. And so um, that's just a little bit of our, our backstory. But we had been involved in churches in South Africa. Now, we had become into grace and faith and so grateful. Aren't you blessed by the grace message, right? Um, it changed our lives. And, and so we're so grateful for the, the message of God's good, unconditional grace, His, love, His unconditional love and faith righteousness, you know. And so and we, were, we, we were so powerful. We were involved in a number of churches. A number of my friends started churches. I worked, we, we worked with Pastor Arthur Manchester to, to start Believer's Family, Believer's Church, just Believer's Family Church, that's right. And then other churches that also crossed um, as, as ch churches in the grace thing, as, a, as the grace movement, if you want to call it a movement, uh, established itself in South Africa. We were involved with this. But one thing we learned um, it's, it's very interesting, the concept of how you put grace into the context of an older way of doing church. If you want to know, how, do you, how, how does grace not just be a message, how do you make it so that it's effective in your life, and how does a church, a grace church, actually operate? So that was something that I was a burning desire of mine um, although, uh, so when I got to here in 2004, I remember asking Pastor Alan that question. I said, Pastor Alan, I said, how, I want to know how a grace church, because I love Pastor Alan, you know, he is awesome, and I, I, I've learned and spent so many years getting to know him before we even moved out, and he invited us out and brought us out here, and, and I said, I want to learn how a grace church operates, and that's been a study of mine, but I must be honest, never in my life did I think I would be a pastor. Some of you know this. 
Some of you know, I was like, I honestly, I'm not like one of those, like when I was six years old, I had a dream. I was preaching on a stage. And I was like, no, I, I you know, I, we, we love the gospel. We love going. We love taking the gospel to the world. We love supporting the gospel. We love serving kingdom purposes. We were here for kingdom purposes. But being a pastor wasn't on my agenda. Seriously, not on my agenda. So, so what then, do you want me to, t- what, did you want to say, interject something there? I was just looking at you. Let's put it this way. It caught us by surprise, and I think that's the only way that God could have done it for us. Right. It was. And, you know, because we knew by the Spirit, and it was a supernatural thing that Pastor Dane was going to leave. Two days before he made the announcement to Shannon. Corin and I were at a hotel. We were taking a day off. We had... We'd had um, Danielle, right? The kids were with us. We had the kids with us. I had just flown in from Texas. And it was a little hotel that we were just at. And it dropped in my heart that I knew that I knew that Pastor Dane was going to leave and that I was going to become, it would be offered to me to become the pastor. And I was like, it caught me by such a surprise because I was like, and I said it to Corin. I said, babe, what would you do if they asked us to be the just, now remember, Pastor Dane has not said anything. So they said, what would you do if they asked us to be the pastors of the church? So Monday morning, Monday after the staff meeting, I happened to walk in because I wasn't on staff at the church here at the time. I walked in at the end of the meeting and Shannon says to me, he says, babe, tell them what we were just talking about on on Saturday. And I'm thinking, "Uh, (laughs) if it's what I think you're thinking about and I'm wrong, then you're about to get fired. (laughs) Like... (laughs) I mean, it was, so I think Dane looked at my face like he knew, wait, that's a weighty, a weighty conversation that uh, he was expecting me to have. And he, he said, we feel like it's time for us to leave. He didn't say anything about yeah. Shannon and I taking no, no, over. He didn't. he didn't. To be fair, Pastor Dane said, no. And they followed, you know, the board will know how that process, and many of you were involved in that process. And, and, but we knew by the Spirit of God that we were going to take on leadership here. And honestly, I, when it actually happened and they went through the process and um, I was asked to, to step into the role and I knew that I was supposed to because God had told me. Right. Simply that. Not because I felt qualified. Even though I'd been in ministry for years, I honestly never felt. In fact, I was driving home along Bay Street and I said to the Lord, as I was driving home, I said, you know, Lord, it would have been really nice <laughs> If you had told me that I was going to become a lead pastor one day, because honestly, it was never on my agenda, no radar. And just like that, as he often does, he said this to me. He said, oh, so you could have trained yourself to become the pastor that you think you need to be. And I was like, yeah, pretty much, exactly. Because I I honestly felt like I, I have... Because I've had that, that mission, how do we do church from grace perspective? How do we do leadership from a grace perspective? You know that we can't, you know, we can't pay volunteers, um, and we, we have to inspire volunteers. We have to people, we have got to do things. If we're going to do grace, because you know how a lot of churches, how many of you have been in churches where you kind of feel a little manipulated to serve? Been there, done that? You don't have to show hands. You've been worn out. You've been burned out. How many people? That is one of our things. You're not going to get burned out here because we're not going to ask you to do something. In fact, we do not want you ever to serve Lake Haven Church or, or me or Corin. 
If you can't serve wholeheartedly and you can't serve the Lord, we don't want you to do it. You don't serve us. Right. You serve with us. Right. And so because, we because that, that is our philosophy is we are here to serve God. And because God has the world on his heart, we serve the world. And because he chose to do it through the church, we serve the church. Amen. But we don't, I mean, I don't serve you. No. no. I serve with you. Absolutely. Exactly, we do. We serve the, the, the Lord. And one thing we learned is, is, and I'm just giving a little bit of a summary, but we have a different leadership philosophy and we separate a role from responsibility, well, roles and responsibilities from value. And so we want you to know anybody who comes to Lake Haven Church has the same value. Whether you're a dirty, rotten, scoundrel sinner, like, like me, <laughs> whatever, if you come in off the street, no matter how uh, messed up you think you are, you have the same value that I do. Value does not change depending on your role. The only thing that changes that depends on your role is your responsibility. If you take a leadership responsibility or you take a servant responsibility or a role, you, you, you're, you have responsibility associated with that role. Or otherwise, you don't accept the role. But your value doesn't change. And having, having a role doesn't make you more valuable. That's right. Exactly. But the truth of the matter is your value is always determined by what Jesus did. He paid your value. It is done. It is settled. Amen. Now, your role is different and unique. Your purpose is unique, but your identity is the same. Exactly. So my identity, child of God, beloved, accepted, made righteous, healed, whole, complete, that comes from Jesus, what he has already done. Right. That doesn't change, but my purpose might be different than your purpose. And I can tell you this. A purpose is not a destination. If you think that you lived for one meeting or one encounter or one handshake or one, one event, that is not purpose. The purpose that we are here for, and I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to ask us to put up the Lake Haven a statement of purpose. We have a purpose statement here at the church. I'm going to put it up. We exist that people everywhere may intimately know God and experience his unconditional love. Amen. Amen. Now, that is a unifying purpose. But the way that I express that and the way that you express that may be in different places at different times in different ways. And that's what makes you vital to being on purpose. Amen. That is so true. You know, we, we encourage you. We know that there's only one thing that can change your life. And that is an intimate knowledge, an intimate relationship with Jesus. That's right. There's no amount of good works you can do. There's no amount of serving you can do that can change you. Or can transform your life. But an intimate relationship with Jesus can. No matter how young you are, if you're having it, no matter where you are, if you have an intimate relationship with Jesus, your life will be radically different. Amen. Radically different. And that's why that, 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 purpose, that purpose statement is there. That you may intimately know God. In fact, Jesus said in John 17, verse 3, He said, this is eternal life. That they may know you. The only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Knowing Jesus is what it's all about. Not about how many courses you do or how many little gold stars you get or whatever the case is. Knowing Jesus is the goal. 
And, that, and that's what we're about. We're about introducing us and constantly walking on a journey into knowledge with Jesus, into a personal knowledge with Jesus. And that's why everything, everything we do has got to revolve around that goal. And of course, like we said, knowing, know, we know him because he loves us. And so even our mission statement, which you see on the board there, reaching people with God's unconditional love. Knowing God is love and that he loves us unconditionally is fundamental to everything because it provides a safe environment for you to work with you and, and to, to, to know that you are, you are loved. No matter how messed up you are or how messed up you feel, you are loved unconditionally and irrespective of your history. It's very important. So that's where we all start and remain, knowing unconditional love. And then, of course, we say establishing believers in Christ. We have a oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know. Sorry. Shannon doesn't know everything. No, I don't. Would you, Janine, would you put up the, the vision statement for us? There you go. Like Shannon said, reaching people with God's unconditional love, establishing believers in Christ, and connecting them to his cause. Amen. He has a cause. Right. I don't have a cause right. that's worth living by myself. Yeah. Now, I, I can come up with something and spin my wheels and spend my days and all my health and money. But if I'm not living for his cause, right. I'm not seeing things in eternal perspective. Right. Yeah. And I don't want to waste my life, my time, my money. I don't want to waste what God has given me on something that's not worth pursuing. And he invites us to participate in that. Mm -hmm. He has invited us to be co-heirs of the great inheritance. Right. That is something that we can choose to receive or not. He doesn't make us do anything. So we get to choose. When When we first launched this vision statement, we came up with a campaign. Some of you will remember. What was the phrase that we used? Get wrecked. R-E-C. R for reaching, E for establishing, and C for connecting. And we told everyone you can come get wrecked at Lake Haven. <laughs> and some people were like, what does that mean? Because, of course, in our culture, uh, it could mean something else. But the truth of the matter is this vision statement is a perpetual vision statement because you get reached, and then you get established, and then you get connected, and then you start reaching, and you start establishing and you start connecting we're never going to get to the end of this vision statement because it is aligned with his great commission mm-hmm. this is going to happen until jesus comes back and we're all in heaven yeah amen amen being part of his calling we enter into his calling we don't we don't have as much in, uh, individual callings as entering into his calling his cause and of course jesus said that in the great commission like you know I often joke and say it was never called as other people have said the great suggestion you know we have a cause to reach the world and to make disciples of the whole world that is the purpose of once you're saved, you're born again, you're part of this body, you know, where we're supposed to get the world, we're supposed to get the world saved. We're not just saved, we're supposed to make disciples. And so we invite people into that process of that cause, right? And, and so to this end, this gospel is so awesome because it's such good news to take people to, to the knowledge of his unconditional love and this grace in which we stand. Man, all free. We don't earn it. We don't deserve it. Not getting miracles, not anything, not about how much you pray. All of these things are free. And what an awesome gospel to get, get established and to take to the world, right? So, 
when we um, took on that lead role seven years ago, how many of you were here at, at the time, it was, it had changed names already, it was uh, Lake Haven Church, looking in the dark here, awesome. So look around, you'll see a lot of new faces since, since that time. Um, I'm just looking around at how many new folks are here. And if you're here and you're like, well, we haven't been here seven years, don't worry, we've got seven coming up. <laughs> Legitimately, we know we're not the church for everybody, but we do believe that God has given us, um, he's, been, he's blessed us. We right. have, you know, in a lot of ways, in fact, we, would, we're, we were going to put a, a, a video up, just take you through the last couple, seven years just looking back at from that time onwards um, somebody this morning showed me a photo of Shannon and I seven years ago we were young <laughs> seven years ago wow well we were young girl girl yeah. <laughs> Shannon's birthday's coming up soon too yeah well, I was, you did you already told them I last week yeah. yeah you gave away your age yeah. I'm not giving mine away <laughs> But, but, you know, a lot has happened in seven years, and we, have to, we just want to say thank you, like T said, thank you for participating, sticking it out with us. And, you know, Pastor Alan and many of you who were part of that uh, time of Family Bible Church before it changed name, they, we paid off this building. You were part of that, and thank God that um, I got in on the tail end of that. You know, we were able to in invest in the tail end of that, that this building is paid for. So we don't have a big fat interest payment, but it is an old building, and it had plenty of stuff. So let's, there, there's a couple of things that have happened just in the last seven years. Let's roll that video. In these last seven years that Corin and I have been here, you will see a number of things that we've been upgrading. And you remember the building, what it used to look like painted. We've painted this building inside and out. We've done garden work. We've changed uh, this, the digital sign outside. Um, we've, we've laid new uh, asphalt. We've expanded our internet system. We've connected the children's building and, the, and, the, um, and the, the main building so that there's internet across both of these buildings. We, um, we of course, uh, replaced that old, dirty, ugly red carpet. How many of you remember that old, dirty red carpet? We replaced that carpet with these carpet squares, carpet squares that can be replaced when they're stained and so on. We've um, got brand new chairs, not those old 20-something-year-old chairs that, um, that some of you might remember sitting on. We had a leaking roof. I don't know if you remember, there were, we had literally had trash cans in different parts of the building. Here in the auditorium, we had trash cans catching the water from a leaking roof. We had a baptismal for that one big area just catching the water. We've got a brand new roof that cost us over $80,000. Um, we've done upgrades to a number of rooms. We did the family room, we've done the green room, there's, 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 we've done the back room where we've laid new flooring and um, we've, we've upgraded it tremendously. We've uh, made new storage rooms. There's, um, we've done major with bringing Bert on. Bert has been a huge blessing to us. Um, Bert has, has helped us to bring the media up to a whole other set and we're not even close to getting to where we're going to go with the media, but many of you have noticed media has been majorly upgraded our website is in process very very soon you're going to see that we're going to have a brand new website we're going to have a church app um, there's going to be a way a portal for you to be able to um, watch stuff on this church app connect with one another through this church app so all of these things are in working um, stage and sound ACs we have got ACs that are over 40 years old 
40 years old. Can you believe it? We've got an AC guy that duct tapes them together. We've had to replace a number of them and we've got other ones yet to still do. But some of them, I mean, they, you, I know that just a couple of weeks ago, our children's building was, the, the poor kids were overheating because the, the, the AC wasn't working and they had to import or they had to get a special unit that because they couldn't find that size. And we're finding that. So we have a lot yet to do um, in our ACs. Um, um, we upgraded our phone system to a digital phone system. Um, we upgraded our fire system to a more modern fire system um, and so on. We now have fiber internet. Uh, we've done a number of bathrooms. We still have others yet to do. Anyhow, all of these things are things that we have accomplished in just seven years. We've actually um, taken salary cuts as staff um, and uh, from, from previous um, salary positions. Um, and so uh, you, just so that you know that this is a vision that, that in every one of us staff, the kingdom vision burns brighter than our salary income. We, but you know what? I have a vision that that, that too, that we're going to be a blessing to the people that do work here, um, that we're not, that we're going to, we're going to just be that which God has called us to be. And I know that we're going to change not only Eustace, Tiberias, Mount Dora, Umatilla, um, this area, but we are taking this gospel of the kingdom to the ends of the earth. Bert was telling us uh, a couple couple days ago, he was saying, you know, seven is such a big number. And of course, we kind of like, well, it's like a birthday. It's one more day, right? And, and yet when we do actually stop and st take stock and understand that, you know, there are seasons in life and we're not changing seasons as much as we are gearing up for what the seasons have been bringing yeah. and this church is poised for growth absolutely you know it, it's it is poised for growth and in fact some of you who have heard these things we've had in the last three years maybe maybe two years even slightly less I, i'm going to say three just to be safe we've had numerous words started giving being given to us very specific words where um, the Lord started saying to us, at first, you know, it was Isaiah 54. You've heard that, um, you, you've heard this from Isaiah 54 verse 2. Enlarge the place of your tent and let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you will spread abroad to the right and to the left and your offspring will possess the nations and will people the desolate cities. Now, that is a very common uh, phrase to hear and, and when I first heard it, I kind of rolled my eyes. But when in, within two weeks, when I heard like four different ministers give me that word, and they said, Shannon, get ready, get Lake Haven ready. The Lord says that you're going to expand. <laughs> Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. And so after we were like, eventually, okay, I was like, okay, the Lord said this in so many ways through so many people. I was like, okay, Lord, what does that mean? How do we do this? So we've continued a lot of these, these things in the last couple of years we've been expanding. Um, and, and, you know, what we haven't said, of course, which was a huge, huge piece, was when T came on board. T and Stacy. T and Stacy are, are... Exactly. So they, they, they came because we've been praying for a youth pastor. T's been on the board forever. He was praying with us for a youth pastor. <laughs> And then, and so, and so, uh, you know, when, when I asked him, and he's got a miraculous story, the Lord spoke to him, and, and it's another story, but the Lord spoke to him that morning, he said, whatever Shannon asks you today, say yes. 
He had no idea. I called him into my office that day and I said, T, will you be the associate pastor? And he just burst into tears. And he said God had spoken to him. And he, he does not feel qualified as an associate pastor. And yet. <laughs> and, and yet. And yet. I think you're the best associate Absolutely. pastor I have ever, ever, ever. I, and I tell you, I tell you that's, that's, what gonna, that, that's what's different about us. None of us are qualified. I'm not qualified to be a, a senior or a lead pastor. T is not qualified to be associate pastor. We're not qualified to do this. You know, but with one thing we found about God, when you do it by grace, He has this habit, habit of taking the things that are weak and making them strong. He says, so, so we're, we don't claim that we've got all of the things together. We, we stumble, we fall, we, we mess things up. We've made mistakes and we've learned some. We've learned. We're learning. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're still learning. Absolutely. So be patient with us. Right. But you Help know, us. You know, but, but, <laughs> you know so, so I, know, I know some of you have known, you know, we are growing. And I, you know, so, but we just thank God for His grace. Because God has never called to qualified. That's right. He has always qualified those he calls. And you know what? He always, this is one thing I learned about it. God will always partner. You know that he needs us to partner with him. God cannot do it without a willing vessel. You've said this. We, we've taught this many ways that he, we are his hands and feet. And so when he says, Shannon, lengthen your cords and strengthen your, your, your stakes, if we don't do it, it doesn't happen. That's right. So T comes on board here, and suddenly we have this little youth room behind you. If you've not walked to the youth room and seen how big the youth room is, it's not. It's not big at all. And, and T has been in, in this youth room, and it's been busting at the seams on a Wednesday night. That, that, and, and, of course, they're overheating because that AC is too old to patch up. So I don't know if you've walked in there after Wednesday night. It's at like 76 degrees. The kids are sweating. Yeah, but they're also doing that dance thing that they do. <laughs> like they, they, they have a blast in there. Am I right, young people? If you're in the youth group, do you guys love youth? Yes. <laughs> That's not very convincing. They're not here. They're sleeping. No, I saw some of them here this morning. In fact, there's probably a bunch of them helping across in Kids Church this morning too. So that's, that is kingdom vision. When your young people aren't just sitting, hanging out, drinking coffee, waiting for the service to be over, but they're here serving. We've got kids that serve in our media department. We've got kids that serve in our creators team. We've got coffee kids shop. that help in cafe. We've got kids that help in preschool. Yeah. We've got kids that help in kid, big church. Media. Doing, they're filming, they're doing directing, they're sitting. We got, we got kids, I say kids, young people who help on the worship team. We have got an engaged youth. And do you know what? We want to make sure that we're continuing to invest yeah. and invite. Because yeah. church is not defined by our age. But one day you and I are not going to be here. And we've got a legacy that we've got to pass on now. We don't pass it on when we die. Yeah. Because what we leave behind is different than what we give forward. Yeah. So, so it, it, what's, what's super, you know, one of the things that the Lord had shown me, even before T came on, years before T came on as staff, that, the, that we would be an influence in the community and in this region with the youth. And I knew God was going to bring somebody that that was going to happen. 
And so watch what's going to happen as, as God expands the ministry of tea into the schools and into this region and into the lives of young people, into this generation. Watch what's going to happen because I believe God's hand is on tea to, to do that. And, and so when we see the busting out of the seams, we, we started looking at like, okay, how do we get past this? Do we have to go and build, you know, spend millions of dollars? Because we've got some land, as you know, the bus barn on that side of the property and that basketball court is our land. Um, so we can build, we can, uh, we can build a building, but we like, we, the Lord said, well, we, before we build, we feel like God gave us a strategy. So, and the strategy was, we've got this children's building, we can convert, we can do some changes to this building to sort of expand one of the rooms and, um, and, and so that we can turn the children's building into what we're going to call the next gen building. So it's going to be children and youth. So, so this, is, um, this is what we're, this is the idea for between here and building a whole other building just to reach the youth um, yet. Let's see, let's, uh, we've got another video for you of what, we, what, we, what we're planning on doing next door. Okay, so many of you may not have been in here before, unless you've been a teacher or a helper here, but this is our first to fifth grade room. Now, the rest of the, ch the children's buildings, we've got a nursery rooms and we've got, um, uh, we've got other classrooms, but this is for the first through fifth graders. Currently, this room is only used on a Sunday morning. Um, on Wednesday nights, we do not use this room. As you can see, um, this room is, is bigger than our current youth room. Um, it is set up currently, um, and you can tell it's aged. If you had a close look over here, you would see old uh, registers, old fluorescent lighting. You will see ceiling issues that we're having. Um, we'll see a very, very old sound system. Um, and I, I mean, you will see some of these issues. Now, if you look at the floor, you will see old, uh, we, this building was built that many years ago that these registers are all our, our air conditioning, our air conditioning intakes are all in the floor. So this is the idea that we've had. Instead of building a whole new building for our youth and children, why don't we expand this space and we allow our youth to meet here on a Wednesday night um, and then they, the children will use this on a Sunday morning. We want to totally revamp this room. We want to make this top notch for our, for our young people and for our youth. Currently, our youth are really crammed into that room. And so the problem that we have is this, this wall over here is a load-bearing wall. Our trusses run across the way um, and there's a hallway that you may see down there um, and there's another load-bearing wall where you see that this, this door over here. That we, we propose, let's leave that wall in, in place, but let's take this load-bearing wall out all the way to the end and almost double the space that we have. That will make one big space over here that, and then like we said, revamp it so that the youth, we're thinking about tech and TVs and, and different things, uh, that the youth, it will be able to be a, a, a usable space for both youth on a Wednesday night and children's on a Sunday morning. That also means that we want to take, put in a brand new air conditioning unit. This place gets hot. If, if you've been in here, this, this air conditioning is really old. So we've, we've had quotes in part of the, uh, our vision is to get a, a brand new air conditioning, efficient air conditioning that will cool this whole space. Get, that'll enable us to get all these holes in the floor up. We'll be able to get new flooring in here. We'll be able to get a brand new ceiling in here with new lighting, etc., etc. New sound, new tech, all that kind of stuff. 
but it does mean that this, this whole wall has to be taken out and it's a pretty involved process. We have had feasibility studies done and just to kick that, just to know, just to kick this process is going to cost us about $52,000 and then um, that includes this wall and then three walls that are running this way that are currently storerooms um, that you'll see. So um, that room is, and then these, uh, these rooms that you can see over here, kind of like uh, these will all have to be cleared out and, and uh, that will make room for the space over here. Then, I tell you what, we're getting excited. All the people that are in the Next Gen project and all the, um, in the youth, and or, or, that's what we're calling it, by the way, next, our Next Gen building, it's because it will be both youth and children. It won't necessarily, it will not be just children anymore. But what we're looking at is doing new bathroom revitalizations after that, etc. We also have great ideas. Let me take you back this way to, to do a, um, a brand new entrance for the youth, uh, for, for the youth slash children. Well, the, the children will still enter where they are, but the, one of the ideas we have is have an entrance here on this side just for our young people. And um, if you know where that little building is outside, there's the tiny little storage building. There's been great ideas to make that an area, sort of an entertainment area for our young people that, and, and with lots of, lots of really cool ideas that I, I don't even know what we can, what we can't do just yet, but this is a first step in the process. So join with us. Let's get our youth equipped in a place that they can move and not be so crammed. And we, can, we know that youth are not coming uh, when, they, when they can't even move around like you see in some of these other videos and pictures. T and Stace are doing a great job and so we want to make them make sure that they're equipped to have a really good space as well as all our every child, children's minister, they're long overdue in getting the things that they need to equip to minister to our children. So thank you for investing in children. Thank you for partnering us with us here at Lake Haven. It's exciting. You know, um, I came across this saying, you know, if you, if, you, if you plan for a year, plant rice. If, you, if your plan is for 10 years, plant trees. And if your plan is for 100 years, educate children. Isn't that powerful? You know, if we want to change generations, we do need to invest in our youth. And this message that we have, that we are impregnating, our ch we, are exposing, we, or we are exposing our children to from a very young age, the curriculum that we've designed and we're working with and is going to be expanded. We, we know we are still short. We are trusting God. I have been given specific words by people that I've kept as well. I mean, some notable people that you see on TV and are on the thing have given us words that said the same thing. Maybe not Isaiah 54, but they said, you're about to expand. God is sending you key people. And I can promise you, just as we sit here, some of people in this building have moved across the country to be here. We know others that are moving across the country to be here. So, you know, if you, let me just make this little statement. If you're here today and you are new here or you're a visitor, I'm sorry if this is just one of those messages that is just vision and things like that. But, but I want you, to, I, I want you to, to know that this is where Lake Haven is, is going. You know, we want to invest in our kids and we just believe that, that what God has called us to do, uh, this is what lengthening our cords and strengthening our stakes is all about. We want to, we want to make sure that as these, these, these certain key positions that, get, that, are, that God is sending, that we're ready for them 
Um, and as a, you know, we were joking this morning, the, 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 the congregate, we've been filling up the chairs a, a lot of Sundays. I know Florida, we go up and down in our attendance and people do different things on Sundays and stuff like that. But our attendance has been increasing. And so we've got two different setups. You know, we've got big, we've got the, we've got the class one seating and then we've got the economy seating when we've got an error, you know, so I was making we, a joke. This morning. We do joke about this because the way that the chairs are set up and just so you know, we've got this ladies conference coming up. So we'll be pulling out chairs for that event because we'll be rolling in the tables and things like that. But then we're going to put them, the chairs back. And because we want to be able to fit 40 more people in here on a Sunday morning, because we're not quite ready to go to two services. That's coming. Yeah. So in case, in case you haven't seen it coming, it is coming. Two services um, are coming soon, yeah. But before we do that, we are just adding basically two extra rows of chairs. But to do that, we've got to be able to scooch them a little closer, which means if you're six foot five, you want to sit in the front seats, so come early. Um, we joked about leaving this the, the first class seating, the comfort plus seating, and then the economy class seating. So you're so, welcome to come and sit close up so front here. So those of you here. who pay your tithes can come sit in front. That's not how we do it. <laughs> you are invited to come and sit up front, whether you pay tithes or not. <laughs> I actually don't know who pays tithes, thank God I don't look at that station. It's true, he doesn't. Yeah, I don't want to know, thank you, no. We love you, yeah. Pastor Shane. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but you know, it's, it is exciting. We, we do believe that we've got to be ready for the harvest, and some of you have started D Group. I know um, our, our Grow course, um, we have a bunch of people in our Grow course. We, we under, so space, space is a good problem to have, right, when we, we start running into space issues. Um, but I tell you that, that, that de even the way GROW has been designed, and those of you who are going to go th going through that this, this, this uh, semester with T and Stacy and Bert, you're going to see that it's designed in a very specific way. It's a God idea that God's putting together so that we can also make room to equip those people coming in to the, in, into the body of Christ. So I'm excited, guys, about where we're going. We're living in, in a really crazy time, as many of you, if you look at the news Try not to, because it's easy to get your hope and, and, your, and, your, and, your, and really you get your heart all bent out of shape. So limit your exposure to the news. Um, but I tell you what, get your eyes on the harvest. Jesus said this. He said, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. Lift up your eyes, he said. That means you've got to do that. He didn't say, I will lift up your eyes. You lift up your eyes. See that the fields are white. There are white harvest fields. And guys, we have the good news. We have the gospel of peace. You know, we, Isaiah 54 talks about the gospel of peace. There is so much I, you, I love to teach about the gospel of peace. But I'm telling you, our, fe our feet are shod with the readiness of the gospel of peace. And we're going to take that not just to this region, but certainly to the, to the ends of the world. You know, you know it was, Jesus didn't say... Pray for the harvest. He said, pray for the laborers. Right. And that's what we pray for. Not just pray like, oh Lord, send somebody else. <laughs> it's easy to send. It's a little harder to go. Yeah. But I promise you, just like with the mission trip, for example, to the Dominican, if you can't go, then send. Right. But if you can go, 
I promise you the harvest inside of you is much richer. And I know that eternally the harvest isn't uh, out there more than it is here. We have a harvest field. We've got that sign over every exit door that says you are now stepping onto the mission field. Amen. We believe that. Amen. When you leave this place, hopefully you have been given a message of hope. You have been equipped with God's love. You have got something to share with somebody else. You may not have a degree. Guess what? Neither do I. Neither did the fisherman that Jesus called. But you have seen him. You have heard him. You have seen how he operates. And you want to share that with somebody. And you can bump shoulders with somebody at Publix or at Key Foods or at Walmart if you go all the way down to Walmart. <laughs> some people know that's a mission field, right? It is the mission field. We know some of them. Can I tell you, our kids are our missionaries to the schools. I want our kids to be so full not just from a Sunday, but not from a Wednesday only, but from when they go out into their mission field, yeah, they that they know what to say yeah. when somebody gets in their face about yeah. religion. We don't like religion either. Mm. But they are equipped. They do not shrink back. That they can be shining lights and not hide under a basket. We're, we're taking this message to our world. And sure, bring a friend to church. No harm in that. No, no problem in coming to church and bringing a friend. But more than anything, we want you equipped to be able to talk to your friend. Amen. Right. We want you to be able to say, you know what? My life has been changed. Because these four walls and these buildings are not the church. The church is us. We are the temple of God. And wherever we go, the gospel goes with us. If we will speak it, Amen. They will hear it. Amen. And when they hear it, they can believe it. Amen. And when they believe it, they will call on his name. Right. And that is what we live for. Right. And we are building a kingdom, but it's also righteousness exalts a nation. The more people get changed from their heart, the more this nation will change. I believe yeah. the change is not political. The change to this nation and any other nation is people that get their hearts changed. Us awakening unto righteousness, us waking up, and that is what's going to change. Our young people, this is what we've got to do. We've got to educate us and our children. You know, there was one last scripture I wanted to go to in Deuteronomy 4, 6 verse um, 4. It's the Shema, um, Hero Israel. It says, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength, right? With all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. Not in your head, right? And then it says this in, seven, in verse 7. You shall teach them diligently to your children. That you should, we, we have this. You shall talk of them when you sit down in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. And you shall bind them on this as a sign on your hand that they shall be as the frontlets between your eyes. And you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and your gates. That's not being religious about literally writing them on your doorposts like, the, like religion does. That's about, that's about taking these words and impregnating them into our children and into our life. If we want to change this nation, it starts with us. 
And, and, and so I, I, I thank you guys, you know, with we, this, as you saw the new offering envelopes, we've got this word grow for green. It's been on the offering boxes. And by the way, those are on the wall always, but grow for green is a term that we came up some years ago because we, we wanted to inspire giving to be to, you know, the, in second Corinthians, it talks about that we could excel in generosity. We should learn to be generous people. And, and honestly, generosity is a heart condition, and it is a grace that we can excel in, because if you go and study this, and I'm not going to teach about giving today, but it says that see that you excel in this grace also. Grace of generosity is something that we get to choose, not just in faith and in all of these other big good things, but we are taught that we can excel in generosity. And if you, if we excel, it's absolutely, Second Corinthians verse Chapter 8 and 9 talks about, as you sow, you will reap. And that's talking about finances too. So I, I, we're, when we say grow for green, this is not just, I, we show you these projects, but I want you to understand very clearly. Please hear me clearly. This is not one project. We, we've got, we want to raise $250,000 for this project because to take out that wall and put in new ceilings and then to put in new air conditioner and put in new flooring and electrical stuff, that and to fix up bathrooms, we're not wanting, that's not just, that's putting a number on it, but we don't want, to, we don't want you to get a fixated on a number because beyond that there's going to be other projects. The it's reason. always going to be growing. And so we want to, we, we, as always, you know, this is never manipulation, please. So, you know, when you think, oh, well, wait till the hammer falls, he's going to bring drop. There is no commitment to give. There's nothing. You give cheerfully if, as the Lord leads you. Right. If you, like David raised money for the temple, it's like, if you want to give, you give as the Lord leads you. If you want to participate, I believe this is a God thing that God has given us. To this is simply our next step. We have other dreams for beyond that, and we may have to build buildings. I don't know what, what is the next, but this I believe is a step of obedience of lengthening our cords and strengthening our stakes. We need to be able to get place for our youth, and this is a smart and cheap way of getting more space for our youth. So, yeah. you know, when, when we first launched the Grow for Green, we were actually going to do it right when COVID hit. And, um, you know, we had felt like we were doing all these little mini fundraisers for this and this and this and this and this. And you know what? It starts feeling like the church is nickel and diming people. And we are not that kind of church. So one of the things that we had been doing for a period of time for a while was we were just monitoring the health of our finances coming in. And when we were in the green, we had extra money that we could put towards these projects. And we found ourselves while we were looking at the health of the church, it was going up and down, and some weeks we were in the red, and you know, we're, we've got to take some money from what was last week and put it towards paying you know, the debt from this week kind of thing. And so, so we were at a less healthy place. Praise God, I can promise you, other churches may have closed out during COVID. This church has thrived. That is what we were intending. We are growing, not for greenbacks, hear us very carefully. This is not about uh, collecting more money. This is about being able to make bigger influences in our community. Amen. So when we say green, we mean thriving. We mean able to cover our bills and be generous on every occasion, that we can bless missionaries, that we can support crusades in other countries, Amen. that we can send people on mission trips so that we can do what we can to get the gospel 
out into this world. So when we talk about Grow for Green, anytime you see that, understand that is not, we're not asking you to do something that we're not doing. Mm. Shannon and I are investing ourselves as well. This is something that is important to us because it is eternally important. And I, wanted, I want you to know there is no, like Shannon said, no compulsion to give. Never. But can you believe that God is your source? And when you believe that God is your source and you are made in his image, you will become a giver because right. that's who he is. So my challenge to you is if you're going, dude, you're touching my purse strings back away, I want to encourage you, don't give yet. Yeah. Hold your purse. Right. Please don't, yeah. But take a new look at who your provider is. Right. Go and take a look at what he has promised and what he has delivered and what he is and has done in your life. Amen. Because I believe that when you get your focus off of lack or needs and you start seeing his provision generosity comes naturally. So we're not asking you to be generous without experiencing his blessing. We're asking you to go look and see what he has already done. Right. The Bible says he has blessed us to be a blessing. Right. You know, in 2 Corinthians, I'm going to just read this famous scripture, but in context, listen to this carefully. Open your heart to what he says. He who supplies seed, as T read, to the sower and bread fulfilled will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness and you will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way which will produce thanksgiving to God. Isn't that good? It's so good. And then of course, then it's, you know, he talks about everyone must, it says in verse seven, each one must give as he has decided in his heart. So don't ever feel, I want, you know, there's so much about giving we could go into, but I want you to understand, Jesus does look at your heart. He was watching what some people were giving. He was watching what people gave. That's interesting. Jesus watched what people were putting in the temple box, but guess what? He said two, two mites, that lady's two mites, he said she gave more than everybody else. So it's not how much you give. You know, so, so please, as, as, as you listen to God, know this, there's never, we rarely talk about this, but I mean, there's never any manipulation from Lake Haven, ever, okay? Never. So chill, relax, okay? And, and if you never give, guess what? Your value doesn't change a bit. Amen? Amen? Your value doesn't. But I do know that God needs us to partner with Him always. And sometimes God has brought and he does bring money and different things and different gifts as people participate in these things. So thank you for, will you just pray, believe with us, pray with us? Do you, do you, will, you, will you join your hearts with us so we can see our youth equipped and our children's, our, our children's expanded, our children's ministry expanded? We want to see those things in the next couple of years. And, you know, besides just the, uh, on a financial realm, we've got an awesome, awesome youth pastor. We do not have a full-time children's pastor. Yet. Thank you. We are looking for a children's pastor who is aligned with us, who has a vision for children like T has a vision passion. for, yeah, passion. I mean, I don't even know how better to describe it. T weeps for our young people. He is so moved. He's, it's so true. He is 
he's I'm, I'm sorry I'm spilling on your He is so on purpose. We're like, dude, can we clone? You you don't know how much he loves those young people, man. He genuinely loves How many youth. How many so, Sorry, Miss Stacy, you too. I know that. Sorry. I just okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> They're a package deal. <laughs> they are a package deal. They power power. Miss Stacy is investing in children every day too. Mm. She works in the school system yeah. for now. Mm. <laughs> for now. But we're believing God for a children's pastor who who will oversee mm. the children's department. There's multiple obviously age groups. Uh, we're also believing for, there's numerous positions that we're looking for. So when we talk about Grow for Green, we're not just talking about a building project. We're talking about outreach projects. We're talking about new salaries, bringing on people who are aligned and tracking with us that we can run this race together. So like Shannon said, partner with us. Amen. There is a harvest Amen. and it's not our harvest, it's his harvest. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Well, let's pray together. Amen. Father, we thank you that you are the Lord of the harvest. And we do surrender ourselves. We yield ourselves to you because, Lord, you have made the invitation. You have told us that we get to choose whether we will partner with you in this harvest. You have given us the choice whether we will lengthen our cords and strengthen our, our stakes. And, Father, we do choose to do that we choose to listen to what you have asked and father i thank you for the grace and i felt i thank you lord that no person here feels under any sort of compulsion ever but father i do thank you that there is a grace on this church as you have called us to fulfill what you have told us father i thank you that every seed that does get sown in obedience to that which you lead them to do will be multiplied multiplied back to them as you say so generously and we will reap generously and so father i thank you for generous harvests but that not being the motive of sowing father we want to choose to accomplish the harvest of the kingdom people that know your gospel that hear this good news father that we are equipped through people like brian and and, and all the teaching that comes through, Lord, we just thank you. We surrender to hear your word and to be equipped and to be, become disciples and to be changed, to be transformed into your image, that we can be a bunch of little Jesus around here. In this world, we are like him. And so I speak that, Lord. I speak that Lake Haven from young to old will be known as a place of people that are just like Jesus conforming to his image and so father we commit this to you because this is your work we surrender to that in jesus name and if you are here today and you do not know jesus as your lord and savior but you want to let me just tell you this all you need to say right now in your heart or if you're watching online all you need to say is in your heart is like jesus save me you are the Savior of the world. I choose to receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you that you died on the cross to pay the penalty for my sin and were raised to new life again. And thank you for your victory over that. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. If that is you, please call us if you're online or if you're here. Come and see one of our, our, our um, 
uh, prayer ministers that are up front here as we close this service. Know that God loves you. He has a plan and a purpose for you and that we will accomplish the grander purpose together. Together. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Remember, we've got Wednesday. We've got youth. If you're a young person, middle and high school, it's okay. We can cram into that room for a couple more weeks. Come on, guys. We can do it, right? <laughs> so... Um, we don't have an exact timeline on the expansion. What we do know is there's going to be construction that's happening at some point, so we'll be flexible with it and we'll make it work. Uh, if you're a grown-up or a, a kid and you want to come to Overflow on Wednesday, make sure you do come yeah. to that. That's and there'll be lots of opportunity to help in many ways. Like you'll see a dumpster's already out there. There's a bunch of stuff that's going to get trashed and put in the dumpster and clear, making room to get things. So know that there's more than enough opportunity, but please don't, don't work against your heart if you want to help in any way come and chat with us um you know physically help i mean like in other words if you want to put some muscle in behind some of the stuff like shannon said clearing out some things um i would say there's probably not much worth shopping through there at some point we did a clear up and we said come and grab whatever you want i think we've only got stuff now that is from the 80s <laughs> it's probably not the 80s but when i walk in there i'm like electronics are old these ones don't even work anymore so um, if you want to help us, that is something that we're going to be doing over the next week and a half or so. I know the ladies have got our ladies event coming up this Thursday night, Friday, all day, and Saturday. Um, I know we had to cut off the registration just for planning's sake, but be putting thought to the next time because there will be more coming, and I don't want us ladies to miss out on that. Amen. 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 Well, guys, praise God. Just hold tight. You mentioned about the 80s. I used to have a flat top in the 80s. I'm going to ask the board members. They didn't know we were going to do this, but the board members, those that are on the board, um, um, you know who you are. Come on up here. We're going to speak over these two awesome pastors of ours and um, speak a prayer. Just You guys don't mind. We're just going to hold you for a little bit longer. So Jim and Dr. D and Norm, come on up. I thought I seen Dr. D in the back, but maybe I didn't. Sir? Okay, well, uh, Dr. Furkin, he's another one of our board members, and, um, and uh, so we just wanna pray over them. You all can agree with us now. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you that, um, that you called them before they were born for such a time as this. And uh, we thank you for continued wisdom from above. We thank you for rest in your purpose. Father, we thank you for boldness, courageous to do what you've called them to do. Thank you for keeping them healthy and strong. Thank you for keeping their kids and everything that may concern them. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for continued vision from you. Thank you that they continue to hear from you and able to decide and make decisions prompted by the Holy Spirit. And I thank you for this board team here that we have here at Lake Haven Church, men that hear from God and continue to hear from God. And thank you that we're in agreement with what you called us to do. We are in agreement with that. We choose to be in agreement with that. 
it was sensitive to you. Thank you for these awesome leaders and, and, and volunteers here at Lake Haven Church. As, as Pastor Shannon and Karen mentioned, they're not serving a man or a woman or a building, but they're in service together with us unto you, Heavenly Father. Service as unto the Lord. So we thank you for many, many more years of, of leadership here from Shannon and Karen. And, and as you lead and guide, we just yoke up with them in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We love you.